Hey friends, welcome to Faith Coffee and a Kid podcast. This is your host, Sheree, and um, you could probably hear in my voice that I'm struggling today, and I think so many of us are struggling today because of literally the massacre um, that occurred yesterday in a Texas elementary classroom, where as of right now, 19 children were killed, and I believe, two teachers. And I, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to work and I'm trying to um, make sense of how you can drop your child off to school in what's supposed to be a safe place for our children and not be able to pick them up or not have them come home and have to supply DNA um, samples because most likely their bodies were destroyed by the, uh, the, the gunfire. And my heart just aches for these parents um, and for their loved one, for the sisters and brothers of these kids who have this now memory of, you know, their sibling being murdered and taken from them in a blink of an eye for absolutely no reason. My heart hurts for the grandparents. Um, When I think about how much my mother loves my daughter and just when my daughter gets sick, how my mom, you know, is so concerned, right? And I have friends who are grandparents and I see the love between them. And it's something that God willing, I look forward to being and I can't imagine that pain. And then just the parents pain. And I know that our nation is mourning these children. I don't think that's enough. Um, I don't usually get political and I don't have topics normally like this on, but I can't ignore this because I'm a parent, right? And more than that is that we have a responsibility to care for one another. Um, If you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, but if you're a Christian, we know that the number one command, right, um, besides loving God is loving our neighbors, caring for them, taking care of them. And we are not taking care of our neighbors. We are not taking care of the most innocent the most um, helpless in our world right now, and that is in our nation, and that is our children. This situation with these mass shootings are very specific to the United States. You don't see this in other countries, and I am not sure why. I don't know why bearing arms is more important than our children's lives, and I'm not sitting here saying that you shouldn't have the right to bear a weapon, Um, or to bear a gun, or no one wants to take your rights away. But when we have these assault rifles that an 18-year-old can buy, we have a problem. You can't even drink until you're 21. So why are you buying an assault weapon at 18 years old? Obviously, this person um, had some mental um, suffering that was happening. There was some issues. He shot his grandmother, um, you know, and it makes me think they said that, you know, I guess a classmate had said that he had been bullied. And, you know, parents, we have to take care of our kids, have to, 
You know, my daughter has dealt with bullying situations in school, and some may say that I am a mama bear, I'm a helicopter parent, I don't care. I really don't because it was very important for me to address that, not just for my daughter's well-being, but for other kids, right? Because if it's happening to my child, I'm sure it's happening to other kids. Um, And my daughter, to be honest, knows how to stand up for herself, but she felt you know, comfortable enough to talk to me because she saw the bullying going to a place that was getting, um, you know, uncomfortable, right? And I addressed it through the school and I didn't just let it go. I made sure that um, these girls were spoken to, you know, and I followed up. And um, interesting enough, the school didn't follow back with me, but I followed up with them. And needless to say, my child's not going to be going there next year. Um, But the bigger point of all of this is that, you know, when we are seeing these situations happen, when we see other kids being bullied, if our kids are being bullied, really our teachers, you know, if you, they see it being like, it needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed. There needs to be some type of of regulations, just common sense regulations. I don't understand how this continues to happen over and over and over again. I don't understand how babies going into school are not coming home. I don't understand how someone who, I I mean, not with this situation, but previously in other situations where there seems to be this um, history of mental illness why they are able to get a gun. I don't understand. I really don't. I remember when Sandy Hook happened, I was, my daughter was five or six years old. I believe she was in kindergarten at the time. And that day they were having a Christmas pageant. And I remember getting this news of all these children being murdered and watching my daughter dance and, you know, sing and all these parents there, and I just thought, my God, my God, there's somebody whose baby is laying in a morgue. And I thought the Sandy Hook would have woke our country up, but it didn't. It didn't because we keep having this same occurrence over and over again, and we keep saying that we are giving our prayers and our thoughts and I am all for prayer and I am all for thoughts because, or good thoughts and prayers because we do live in a fallen world, right? We know that it is uh, against principalities and that, you know, know, that evil is definitely alive. And we know that, um, you know, God is still sovereign in it all. But God also gives us wisdom and he gives us free will and he gives us choice and he gives us people who are in positions of power to do something, do something. I don't know what else can make others in in power in Congress, in the Senate, in legislation um, arenas. I don't know what else there has to be to show you that something has to be done. Why is this situation only really happening in the United States? You know, I I was reading how some people are saying they don't want to raise their kids in the United States of America anymore. And you know, I don't blame them. 
I don't blame them because we are not protecting our children. You know, it's so interesting because we have this fight going on about Roe versus Wade and about life, you know, and I'm not going to get into um, that issue right now, but I will say this. We need to also, if we're going to be about life, let's be about life, right? Let, let's stop insulting the, what, what life, what the value of life really is, okay? Because life does begin outside the womb too. And, you know, the same people who are talking about protecting life and who are pro-life, it's so interesting to me that, you know, they have no problem with um, what's happening in the United States. We have a serious issue with, with mass murder, you know, we have children being murdered in our schools. We have um, people being killed in worship, right? You can't even go to church. My church actually has a police officer present. He's present. I never thought I would see that. And it's not just to guide, you know, traffic and parking. It is, we have a police officer present for safety reasons. You know, you can't go to the grocery store anymore without the fear of somebody coming in and shooting you. Um, Crime is up on the rise. I mean, it's just mind-boggling. And I know we live in a fallen world, right? And I know that we are going to always have, um, unfortunately, we are always going to have murder. We're always going to have (sighs) destruction. Um, But... There are some things that can be put in place, and I'm just, I don't understand why it's not happening. When I dropped my daughter off at school today, I, you know, it's so funny because we were in the car and we were kind of getting on each other's nerves a little bit because of, you know, finals are coming up and and just a lot of things going on, right? So I'm on her and she's doing what she could do, but there's a lot going on. And we were getting testy with each other. And when she got out, though, I said, listen, Anya, you know, have a good day. Good luck on your finals, but be safe. And I love you, you know, because I, I mean, I always tell my daughter I love her. You know, we are very close and I don't let a, go, a day go by without that. Um, but this really brings home every time something like this happens that we cannot take for granted that our children are coming home that day, right? And I know that in life, things happen, you know, Uh, there's no rhyme or reason to why, I mean, children, unfortunately, do die before their parents, I feel like it's such an unnatural thing. When it happens like this, it's definitely an unnatural thing, right? It's something that could have been, I believe, avoided. And I, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know why we can't do something. I don't know why guns and, and rights and to guns have such a higher standard than our children's lives. You know, it's so insulting. It's so insulting to all the parents who have lost their children to gun violence, especially you know, not especially all the chil- all the people who have lost their children to gun violence, especially those though that like have had their children massacred by just simply going to school. 
It's insulting to them, to those children's memory that this continues to happen over and over again. Why is that? Why is that? I, I'm upset. I'm sad. I'm, I'm scared for our country. Um, I'm scared most of all for our children, you know? Our children, you know, I, I never, like, I remember growing up and we would have fire drills, okay? Now, our kids have shooter drills. When my daughter was in sixth grade, she told me they had a shooter drill, and I had no idea. Honestly, I just wasn't expecting that, and I was shocked. I was shocked and, you know, mortified. Like the idea that she was sitting in a room having this drill, that it was even a thought that was put in her mind that someone can come into your school with a gun and shoot it up and you need to hide and you need to bear down and just pray that it doesn't, that they don't, you know, that everyone gets out safely. We shouldn't have to have shooter drills in school. School should be a place where our children are safe, that they can learn, that they can socialize with their friends. You know, it shouldn't be a place where they're looking at the next place to hide. I was reading the Bible, you know, and um, I came across... The uh, verse, it's Jer- no, it's actually Matthew 2, 17, 18. It says, Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. And I thought, my God, like, that's those moms. That's those moms weeping for their children because they are no more. They cannot be comforted. You know, like they are, they cannot be comforted. Only God can comfort them right now because no one else can, you know, even if they passed gun legislation right now that seemed uh, sufficient, it doesn't, it matters, but it, it will never really comfort them because their children are not coming home. They're not coming home. And I feel like we need to have a day of true mourning to mourn the lost. Not the lost, but the taken. How about that? Because they're not lost. They were taken from their parents and the ones that love them. And I think as a nation, we need to recognize that. We need to recognize their names. We need to recognize their parents. We need to recognize that they were t- they were murdered for what you know, and um, I think about the teachers who do an incredible job of caring for our children and how helpless they must have felt, how helpless to be there, you know, and not be able to um, protect them. I know so many teachers, and I know how. Um, seriously, they take their job and how much they love their children. And it breaks my heart to think of them huddled in a room knowing that that was it. That was the last minutes that they were going to have with those children and how terrifying it must have been. And I think that 
the people who have the power to change legislation, to make a difference. I think you need to think about that. You know, I think you need to to put your uh, power in play here. You know, because what's so sad is our teachers really have taken so much flack anyway, you know, whether it was the masks with the pandemic because they wanted to protect themselves and their families or whether the fact that they, you know, their salaries are nowhere near what they really should be for for doing one of the most important jobs that there is, which is educating our children and not just educating them, but caring for them. You know, kids come with many, many different social issues and family issues and home issues and all these things. And our teachers, they take care of them to the best of their ability. And now, and now they have to protect them from a gunman coming in to possibly, uh, to, to kill them, you know? And I think about those teachers that were killed and God, you know, I just, I honor them. They're, they're heroes. They're heroes. They, they are heroes. All those people yesterday are heroes and they're brave. And I just pray that um, God gives them comfort, every single person in that community, every single person in that community, because uh, the trauma and the grief, I'm sure, is just saturating that community right now. But God tells us, Matthew 5, 4, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. And I do believe that. I do believe that with my whole heart. But I do believe also that we can be a nation of action. You know, I think that we tout we are uh, a nation of family values, but we don't show that. We don't show that we're a nation of family values. What do we do? What do we do? We don't protect our kids, right? We um, don't have the programs that are really in place to help children, to help families. You know, we want women to have babies, but yet, want they, but yet when they have maternity leave, it's considered short-term disability. Why is pregnancy still considered a disability? You get, what, eight weeks, 12 weeks off to care for a newborn? You know, in other countries, a friend of mine, she's in England, I believe she had nine to 12 months off of her job and it was protected. Her job was protected. You know, we don't, we talk a good game, guys. And this, in this year, United States, we talk a good game. We talk about equality. We talk about justice. We talk about family values. We talk about our rights, but yet I don't see the proof in the pudding, right? I don't see it. When children can get killed in school over and over and over again, and we refuse to do anything to stop it, I'm not saying that gun legislation will stop somebody who wants to kill somebody, right? Who, who is mentally ill, who wants to have, who has a, uh, you know, who's determined, but we don't have to make it easy for them, right? We don't have to make it easy for them. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. I'm, I just, I'm, today is a rough day. I'm going to mourn today because um, 
my heart's broken and but it's not broken a fraction of what those parents who will not have their children that type of brokenness that type of brokenness is indescribable it's indescribable undescribable and um I'm just, I'm praying that our nation does the right thing. I'm praying that the leaders in this country lead, okay? I pray that they lead. I'm so tired of the bickering and the back and forth between these two parties who just want to, um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's ego, right? Nobody's really fighting for their constituents. No one's fighting for these children, I don't understand that. I don't want to hear it anymore. You know, I don't really want to hear it. I don't care about your party. All I care about is your policy that is going to better the lives and keep our children safe. That's what I care about. And I think that as parents, we need to rise up. I think as Christians, we need to rise up. You know, I'm tired of You know, and the other thing too, you know, it's like as Christians, we need to rise up too because we also talk a good game, right? We talk about family values and, and, and doing God's work and serving and, but you know what? We have also not shown up in the way that we should be showing up lately. And I'm disappointed in that, you know, I really am because we should be the light, We should be the light. So all these political leaders who are sitting here touting their Christian family values, please, please stop. Unless you're going to do something, stop. I'm tired of your lies. You know, I'm tired of your lies. And I bet those parents whose children were murdered today are tired of them too. I'm tired of parents testifying at Congress over and again talking about the loss of their children, what it meant to them, the impact it's had on their family, and yet nothing is done. Nothing is done. So either you don't care, you know, or it's just not a value to you. But if that's the case, please, please stop talking about, you know, your pro-life agenda. Please stop talking about your family uh, values agenda. Just be who you are then. I, I just... You know, I'm, I'm angry. I'm really angry and I'm sad and I'm disgusted and I'm just over it. I'm over it. I hope we just take some time. Um, I don't really know what we can do um, individually except, you know, contact your, your legislature, legislators, like, be active, um, pay attention in the schools. If you see something, say something, you know, um, talk to your kids. I, I, I'm really at a loss for words. I really am because I just feel like this is so unbelievable, unbelievably sad. And I, you know, I've been watching the news and I watched last night when um, they had shown, I guess, parents were outside of this place where they had to give DNA samples. And you could just see the frantic 
running back and forth and people on the phone looking just so distraught. And I, my God, I just can't even imagine that, you know? I can't even imagine that. And I just, I, I hope people do watch the news today. I hope they take some time once they start, um, unfortunately, announcing the victims of this crime. Um, I pray that they take some time to read about who they are, um, listen to what the parents have to say if they do say anything, um, if they're able to, and you know, put yourself, I don't even know how you can put yourself in those shoes. I, I don't even want to tell anyone really to put themselves in those shoes, but I think we have to. I think that we have to have compassion. We have to have, um, we have to at least try maybe to walk in another's shoes so that we can ha- just have the compassion to do something. I just want to name a few I'm just kind of looking now, and it says what we know about the victims at Robb Elementary School. Um, Amari Jo Garza was one of the young girls who died. She's 10 years old. And her dad, Angel Garza, scrambled to find his 10-year-old daughter. He pleaded for the public's help on Facebook. He said, I don't ask for much or hardly even post on here, but please, it's been seven hours, and I still haven't heard anything on my love. Please help me find my daughter. And then on Wednesday morning, he gave a heartbreaking update. And he said, thank you, everyone, for the prayers and helping trying to find my baby. She's been found. My little love is now flying high with the angels above. Please don't take a second for granted. Hug your family. Tell them you love them. I love you, Amari Joe. Watch over your baby brother for me. The teacher, Eva Morales. She was a fourth grade teacher. She was also killed at her school. Um, Xavier Lopez, I read about Xavier this morning, just hours before this 10 year old was killed. He was giving a certificate for being on the honor roll and his mom saw him just hours before, hours before. Can you imagine going to your child's, you know, honor ceremony, having this beautiful moment, being proud of him, walking out, walking out, and then that's it. You never see him again. She said he was funny, never serious in his smile. She said, that smile, I will never forget. It would always cheer everyone up. He really couldn't wait to go to middle school. Then there's Uzziah Garcia, who's 10 years old. He was a fourth grader. He was full of life, said his uncle Mitch Renfro. He loved video games and anything with wheels and leaves behind two sisters. The sweetest little boy I've ever known, said his grandfather, Manny Renfro. He said, and I'm not just saying that because he was my grandkid. Then there's Jose Flores Jr. Jose was 10 years old, and um, his dad described him as always full of energy and ready to play till the night. Just 10-year-olds. You know, I think about my daughter when she was 10 and her friends coming over and making fairy forts in the back and, you know, being loud and, and just funny and eating everything in my house. And, you know, I, I cherished those memories. 
And I love each and every one of those kids, you know, even when I don't see them and when they, they were here, I felt such a sense of responsibility to protect them. And that's why, you know, with these teachers too, I know that feeling of protecting children and we all need to protect our children. We all need to protect our kids, guys. You know, we are a village. It does take a village and I don't want to sound corny, but it does take a village. There was a time when neighbors used to watch out for their kids and other people's kids on the streets, right? You couldn't get away with doing anything because that neighbor would call that parent. You know, we need to go back to that. We need to love each other's kids, even when they're, even if we don't know them. How do we do that? We protect them. We protect them in any way that we can, whether that's through legislation, whether that's through more security measures at the school, whether that's through reporting, you know, if you see something that looks odd, if you, you know, if you notice there's a bullying situation or a child who's being bullied, that child needs protection, okay? Because you don't know the depth of the emotional trauma that happens when kids are bullied. And I think we see it time and time again. Let's provide mental health services free of cost, right? Let's find a way. I'm going to get off. Um, I just, I really didn't plan on having a podcast today or doing an episode, but I felt it was necessary because I'm a mom, you know? And um, I, I feel as though this is something that all parents are mourning right now because it could be your child next. And I hate to say that, but that's the truth. It could be your child next. Um, So I just want to say to all those who are mourning, you know, I'm with you. I am praying for you. I am praying for everybody at Rob Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. I am, my heart is with you. And to those out there, you know, we we can vote. We can make a difference. We can put people in who want to protect our kids. It's not about parties or anything like that. This is about protecting our kids. Um, you know, do something, do something, stop talking about it, do something. So I leave you and I pray that you are safe and that God keeps your children safe and that we just love each other better, guys. That's all. So until next time.